and welcome to the Jim Burns Dave podcast. It's been uh, a fortnight since we recorded the last one because things have been happening. Dave exploded a computer. Mm. That was after he exploded his own guts. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so Dave's recovering from surgery at the moment. Yeah. Um, and uh, we've been we've been really sympathetic about that. I think, as you can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I've been having to lift stuff for him. Yeah. Me, we've, we've with been, my delicate musician's hands. We've been uh, setting up all the equipment and everything. Well, not setting it up. We've been. I'm not it. allowed to touch the equipment because yeah. I've got this amazing ability of, of like breaking stuff. Yeah. Well, not breaking, just kind of, at one point I took, what was it? The, you just uh, disassembled something, actually. I was like, I was kind of impressed with the fact that like, that doesn't even like unscrew outside of the factory that it's made in, but well yeah, done. But it's, <laughs> it does have a very big kind of screw handle on it. So why, you know, I don't know, you've got to child-proof these things because I am a bit of a dangerous idiot at yeah. times. So, yeah, so it's been, it's been an interesting last few weeks, hasn't it? We just got back from Brighton. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went down for, I would say we went down uh, for the periphery of the DEVELOP conference. We didn't attend the actual conference no, itself. Uh, it seemed that no one attended the <laughs> conference because they were all with us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like 500 quid, isn't it? Well, you know. Well, the, 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 the expo is, uh, the, the expo is free to the public i think but like the actual like doing stuff yeah, but you're not public jim you're royalty man. yeah exactly exactly yeah. yeah people kept coming up to us and go and going i love your work which has been happening a lot recently actually yeah which brings me on to before we go uh, before we move on to other stuff uh, before we go well, that's two minutes of the podcast <laughs> <laughs> right see you guys later um, give us money uh slight little bit of uh right uh, i mean i i need to issue an apology right mm. so I went to see the Deep Space Nine documentary in uh, a cinema in Bristol, right? It's uh, the, the, the main cinema in Bristol, the showcase that's in Cabot Circus, which is the giant shopping centre named after a slave trader. So uh, <laughs> that's, that's a bit of Bristol's problematic past for you. Okay. Anyway, uh, I was heading there with Alice and th- these two dudes turned around and said to me, uh, hey, I think I listened to your podcast, one of the guys said. And my reaction was terrible when I thought, when I think back to it, I was trying what I was going for. If I can explain what I was going for first, Mm -hmm. I went, oh, really? But I was trying to be like apologetic as like, oh. You're trying to be Hugh Grant. trying to be self-deprecating. So Hugh Grant, so you don't have curtains. Yeah. What, did you come across as, I don't want people like you listening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was totally, I was trying. I think I I was, I was, I was absolutely going for, I'm so sorry that you've listened to this nonsense, this uh, non this this absolute shite that's clearly unworthy of your time and anyone else's, and uh, and I think it came across as like how dare you speak to me, so <laughs> I do apologise. I mean uh, it was a lovely block. We did uh, we did chat after the film and that, and uh, we've spoken on Twitter since. But yeah, I mean uh, I know he's probably going to listen to this, and uh, yeah, sorry for not going to listen more, again. To be honest, mate. Yeah. <laughs> sorry for being a dickhead. How <laughs> <laughs> no, was the documentary? It was amazing. I mean, there's no value in it whatsoever if you weren't in love with that television show, clearly. I mean, I don't think many people are going to a DS9 I mean, if they yeah. haven't seen DS9. It seems like quite an obvious thing to say, but I think in a way, like, I've seen a couple of people, uh, usually on the Twitters or on Trek, maybe, or so that, saying something along the lines of, like, you know, even if you're not into Star Trek, I think it might be worth It's It's probably, like... You know, there's a lot in there as a as a story, as a narrative, as uh, you know, just just as people who appreciate how television is made. There's a lot of value in it for people who, even if you're not in, in Deep Space Nine, don't listen to anyone says that. <laughs> 
it's a hundred percent like you, you you're fucking lost from the opening the first the opening is a fucking lounge number sung by one of the guys who played a Ferengi and it's like an original fucking uh lounge song about uh, I don't know I, I kind of like opening or something like that but before I mean, you start ranting about Star Trek let's get yeah. back to the, the develop the actual thing that's oh, happened oh yeah shit yeah sorry so where we did stuff uh, lots of developments on the Star Trek front but yeah develop was alright I had some chips I, re- I like uh, develop because yeah. as uh, it's like a bit like E3 especially mm. when the weather's really nice yeah uh, but it takes only takes me half an hour to an hour to get home depending on the train mm. rather than you know, two days. Like 18 hours. And, yeah. yeah. And it's always, I really like it because mm. it's all always good to see people from the industry mm-hmm. sometimes. But, you know, generally everyone yeah. at developers in really good spirits. And yeah. I don't think that's necessarily true for the rest of I think the places because they're really not as harried. Developers really nicely placed at that kind of midpoint where everyone's just recovered from E3 mm. and the, the the mad scramble for Gamescom hasn't quite started yet. So everyone's feeling pretty good at that point. Yeah. Also, Brighton in the Sun is banging. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's London, Santa Monica, yeah. isn't it? And we, I can so talk about this. a lot less libertarian. And it's not eight quid a bit. <laughs> well, I can talk about this because uh, George Osborne himself, not that one, tweeted it. Nice George Osborne. Not nice George, George Osborne. Osborne. He said, oh, meet me and, you know, we'll have a chat. Meet mm. me at my hotel, 2.45, sharp. Mm-hmm. So I get there, mm-hmm. I walk in, and uh, so I'm like, well, you know. Yeah. I guess he's upstairs, you yeah. Know, yeah, getting ready, whatever. I go to go to the bar, yeah. and this is like a, a townhouse yeah. that's been converted, and it's lovely, beautiful, this place. And so the bar, as it were, I would assume would be the old kind of front room, drawing room, something's been converted, where the piano used to go probably. And there was a uh, clipboard and it said, we have an honesty policy here, which I immediately broke, but in a good way. (laughs) Um, And so I was like, well, you know, you just get your own beers. Fantastic. So I walked behind the bar and that always feels like a transgression, walking behind the bar, Mm. like, like in Hitman. Yeah. Your, your thing immediately goes. God, only mm-hmm. only Brighton would have a pub that runs on the on the honor it's, system. It's a hotel, anyway. <laughs> I you know I put in George's uh, name, and I'm thinking, well, I'll get him one as well because he'd be coming mm-hmm. down and he's had a, a trip, mm-hmm. and so uh, I put in his name. You know what it's going to be, mm-hmm. and I messaged him saying, "What's your room number?" He says, "I don't know. I've not checked in yet." <laughs> so he's late. It's his yeah. fault. Yeah. So I'm now sitting in this ornate living room, essentially, mm-hmm. with a beer. That I haven't given the uh, room number for. And yeah, a woman comes in, landlady, I assume, or manager, just says, oh, hey, are you George? I was like, listen, I'm not, <laughs> but I, he is coming here. And then she, she was like, yeah, George Osborne. And I was like, yes, he's not that one. So we laughed about that and he walked in and looked shocked. It yeah. was like an extremely, extremely low rent British remake of the scene in The Empire Strikes Back yeah. where Han Solo turns up to Cloud City. And there's Vader at the head of the table. How long has Vader been there in that scene, for example? Yeah. yeah? Just yeah. to make Just a fucking in. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can't even eat anything. Yeah. What was he doing? He's not on Twitter. Reminiscing about eating stuff. Remin- yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's got, he's getting that bulky armour and it's got to be a bit like... V- Vader could probably vape. Yeah, probably. I reckon he's got like a little attachment, though. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, like a Dyson. Yeah. 
<laughs> hmm. But yeah, development's really good, and mm. you get to go to the cool parties and see all, all the nice people who make wonderful mm-hmm. video games. And I love how you've uh, you, you've tried to siphon the coolness of Darth Vader by making out that you were a Darth Vader figure. In- oh, I did was sat in half a lounge stealing someone else's beer. Yeah. Um, I did say it was extremely you're, low you're rent. Basically, being a, a lager thief is what you're yeah. being. Well, I mean, listen. At least I didn't yeah. explode a planet. And George Osborne had to pay for that, I believe, didn't he? No, was, was I it, took the receipt, so we're going to end up paying for it. And he put his fucking breakfast on the tab. Oh, we're paying for <laughs> yeah. it. Unbelievable. We're paying for his breakfast yeah. as well. When it was you, your transgression, exactly. Your transgression has cost this firm money. Yeah, it's fair enough to be honest. Well, it was better I mean, than yours usually, mate. But I we're not going to talk about those. So it's probably still about. What, um, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Nugget Gate, man. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not quite the chicken nuggets, is it? Yeah, we we did we we uh, we filmed lots of cool stuff down in Brighton. We filmed uh, a, a lovely little video with Christopher Bratt. He lovely looks well these United, days, doesn't he? Bratt? Yeah, he just saw you both talked at the same time there. Bratt could... looks he looks very well. He was saying he looks fit, and I was saying that it's lovely that you both were united on screen. Yeah, uh, both of those things yeah. are true. Yeah, but Bratt does look well, and uh, and I think it's. Uh, just not working uh, for a games website um, has a fantastic effect on your health. Well, he gets to do the cool stuff that he wants to do mm. now. Yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, the stuff he's doing was always the stuff he was really good at. Mm. And the stuff, because he did bits of that video gamer when he worked with us, didn't he? There was a little bit of like, he hadn't quite become journalist Chris Bratt at that mm. point but he was because he was I mean because he was 10 years old he was 10 years old we kept, <laughs> we kept making him do stupid shit Matt had made him do stupid shit and he was just like he was like the kid who they kept getting to do stupid shit but actually like had aspirations to do stuff that wasn't fucking stupid and we were all like oh I never had any yeah. aspiration to do anything that wasn't fucking yeah. stupid I mean we were all he, he would always be like wouldn't it be nice could, can, can, could we cover this properly from a from a journalistic angle and we would be like fuck off mate come here and get Eat put in a headlock yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get, get in the cupboard <laughs> yeah hold this and shut up so yeah it's, it's pretty much the role you've got now isn't it yeah, pretty there much. There you go. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you mean the guy who does all the fucking prose production and everything looks absolutely banging. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Exactly. That's a, yeah, that's exactly. what I mean. You only exist out here because of me. Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> mm, I don't know, uh, you fucking knob. <laughs> now, yeah. let's let's do some questions. Questions? Let's do some questions. What else did we film, Burns, where we were, oh. while we were at it? Well, I believe... Well, I bring the questions up, would you we, like to... Yeah, uh, we... Or, well, you via the proxy of a small woodland animal, mm-hmm. interviewed uh, Dr. Joe Twist. Yeah. Which was good, on the beach. Yeah. And definitely not the weirdest thing I think I've ever done. Yeah. Well, it's definitely not, like, I nearly killed myself. Extremely uh, A few years ago by being on the roof to... of a uh, listed yeah. building in my sleep. But, you know, so it's, it's not the, the, fifth, the weird the story. It's fine. It's kind of, you know, um, yeah, I think anyone listening to that part of that, this has gone dark. Um, <laughs> yeah. But no, it was, it was good. And uh, we always, like... Meeting uh, Yuki Doctor Twist because it's always it's always good copy as it were, you know it's not it's not dry it's you know informative but I'm sure it was more fun than being interviewed by the Financial Times, wasn't it? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Vincent Chataway. So. I would imagine yeah. so. I mean, uh, we, yeah, I, I had a really fun time doing it as well. Mm. I was quite I got to admit I was quite nervous because like you know mm. this is a real person. Yeah, not just like 
abusing brat on the seafront, which is you oh, know that's fine. That was fine. And I loved how intimidated he still was. <laughs> you look at that footage; he's still intimidated, and you're getting closer he's, and closer. It's to just him. the older dynamic yeah. again. Like he is absolutely, he's very uncomfortable about the um, about the, the fox. It, yeah, as you say, Dave, it was the it was the exact same dynamic as the old uh, the old dad videos hmm. back in the day. Are you addressed so, in that little? Uh, Tanked up as well, weren't you? Just yeah, to catch, catch just off screen. I was yeah. in the vest just to make him feel at ease, but I think it actually <laughs> gave him like Nam flashbacks. So <laughs> yeah, so right, we've got questions about uh, various nonsense and bollocks. Dan Rushton asks concerning Alien Three: Has Burns read the recent, or heard rather, the recent Audible adaptation of William Gibson's first draft for the film? And if so, how does he feel it compares to the masterpiece we actually got? I bet you haven't listened to it, but you probably have some. Opinion Opinions, right? I keep threatening that I'm going to buy it and just play yeah. it in audio through his house. Yeah. Look, firstly, Dave, you're Firstly, not it's a first draft, isn't it? So it's going to be dog shit, right? No, it's a, it's a fully done audio drama. No, but like based on a first draft of the script. Oh, I mean, right. I assume they've done some. Have you seen the first go. drafts of the things we've made? No, I don't want to either. Mm. Um, so I haven't. I hear that the production is really good. Mm. At the same time, it... <sighs> We're not going to go off a massive rant about Alien 3 again, scrub through 20 minutes later. But <laughs> one thing that I... what I do like that it exists because I think that you know fans... It's a cool way to experience mm. something that, that didn't happen and also a nice insight into how you know films are made. Like, I haven't read it. I can't comment on the quality of the script or whatever. But no matter how good the script is, sometimes the movie doesn't get made. And this is a nice way to experience it i suppose if if you're one of those people who gets very sad about oh no my surrogate family died at the start of the movie that's what happens to people they get fucking iced Mm. yeah and that seems to i know alien 3 theatrical is a mess and even you know still is in its assembly but what i why i think the alien 3 we got at least is unique and what these other drafts of alien 3 would have been is the same had the same problem as the Terminator sequels mm-hmm. post two, mm-hmm. in that they're just copies of the ones that came before. So Aliens has that beautiful dynamic because she gets another family and she you know, exterminates the threat, as it were. And mm-hmm. then the beauty of Alien Three is surprise, motherfucker, it's over again. It's mm-hmm. like a bad dream. It's a nightmare, and that's her being resigned to that is the arc. Mm. She's not just going to go back and have a normal life because she can't mm. for many different reasons. And uh, from some of the scripts and the, the Blomkamp stuff, the kind of the Alien 3, 2, as it were, mm-hmm. it just feels reductive in a way that, oh, we didn't Is that like- going ahead? No, I don't think so. But it's like, oh, we didn't like what happened to these characters and they were just killed gruesomely and immediately. I fucking love it. Not in any weird kind of twisted way, but if you, as in a continuum you've got all that beauty of the end of aliens where they, they, they can sleep or oh, we can sleep all the way yeah. home wrong wrong fucking well, the best part of alien 3 is the opening yeah and so yeah. and, that and the weird little fucking pig dog thing wherever that is yeah what mm. that, what is it a dog oh yeah it's a, it's a dog you think you're the end of the fly yeah <laughs> yeah the fly too um but no look yeah. so that's 
that's my take on it. And mm. if I, I probably will get around to it because I hear the production, as I said, is good. But it's just one of those things mm. where it feels I like can't, a, I can't picture you listening to an audio drama. I've got addicted to them. I'm just hemorrhaging all my you cash ever on to audio the Doctor books. Who ones, like the proper sound. No, nah, this is actual fucking books and that Stephen yeah. Fry wax and they're called audio dramas. Seems to be, it's the kind of thing that people who own samurai swords are into, isn't it? <laughs> <Do you laughs> <know what laughs> I mean? Now, most, I haven't really been buying many audio dramas, mm. but. Uh, I, I bought a couple of them, but mostly just audiobooks. Uh, I, I mm. quite, <laughs> predictably, I quite, I quite like the Doctor Who ones. Mainly, the, the route into it, right, is um, Doctor Who, Paul McGann, I always think it's a tragedy that he didn't get to do more stuff. Because yeah. one of the best a real kind of ever. low period for... Yeah. Doctor Who in a way, and he he was uh, you know he he was he was brilliantly cast mm. and uh, well he's brilliant anyway yeah he's he's just fantastic in whatever he does mm. but he but he's done a lot of like Doctor Who in radio form mm. so and uh, his main companion in that series uh, one of them anyway was Sheridan Smith so like you know winner mm. so yeah so that stuff's mm. really good well listen hold on before we go one last word on Alien Three one yeah. last word uh, to when we're talking about this is. Mm. The the fans' anger mm. uh, about how so-called carelessly the characters were treated mm. uh, doesn't really bear out to me because in universe it makes perfect sense. Yeah, because it's a brutal universe. Yeah, mm. and what they don't, what I think some people may, maybe don't understand is that the grief, which is what it seemed to be like, of them losing them means they would do anything for those characters to live on. Mm. And that's the point of the third movie is that once they're gone, it's over no matter if she's infected or not. Mm. So your audience and your star are in the same headspace, essentially. Yeah. I mean, the concussive effect, I think, of watching the start of that movie without knowing what happens, Mm. you would be stunned going into the second half of it. Mm. And you'd probably be angry and sad and stunned and appalled after it. Congratulations! Yeah, that's the film. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, a lot of it is about gathering yourself after you know after a loss, isn't it? Which mm. is w- w- a lot of people find themselves in situations where they they've got a loss to to deal with and to get over, but then they don't really have time to deal with it or to grieve or anything because like um, yeah you know i mean usually it's not like because there's a fucking star beast yeah because there's a star beast fucking eating people and there's a load of brits and we've got to fucking kill it um and paul mcgann's involved uh funnily enough but um you know i think i think a lot of people can uh relate to that uh especially i think if uh you know if, if you lose someone like like a close family member and then everything's on you to sort of deal with it you know it's like a, it's a very so what we're saying is is a final final point alien 3 is about probate anyway next <laughs> But it's just script writing, isn't it? You, you, you don't put your characters in good situations because that's boring. You stick them up a tree yeah. and throw rocks at them and see how yeah. they deal with it. Yeah. yeah. Which is, uh, you know, which gets us on to the Picard show. Um, oh, here we go. Because uh, Jim's right. going to feel very smug about this, by the way. He's going <laughs> well, to tell you. Well, look, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, uh, talking about, you made the point about fan anger and, and fan sort of grief earlier about, mm. like, um, and this, this is situationally is, uh, we don't really know uh, much of the details about the Picard show, but what we do know is that um, Picard, we, we joined Picard in a, a period in his life, 20 years after, like, TNG. Um, something terrible has happened in his life that caused him to leave Stargate, uh, Stargate, Starfleet, <laughs> turn his back on that. I think people are, are not are reacting quite negatively to that. 
Um, mm-hmm. Good thing people are like, why are we getting a depressing show about TNG? Mm-hmm. So it's not about TNG. It's about that character. It's about mm-hmm. Picard. It's yeah. not like it's a different Picard plot, and his wee Doug. Yeah. So I think a lot of people are, 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 are worried that he didn't get a happy ever after ending. But of mm. course he's not going to, is he? Because he's like, you know, he's essentially he's a lonely military man. He always was a lonely ma- yeah. military man. Well, headcanon, uh, as, it, as it's called, is mm. is seductive in the same mm. way that I think that conspiracy theories are. Mm. So, like, you you are the person with the answers. This is how I would have done it. Or the, mm. I know the, the secret. And, you know, I, everyone has been guilty of it. Mm. When you go in to see something, especially a sequel, and in your brain there mm. is a version of the movie and then that's not the movie. Yeah, and I exactly. think we we're going to talk about this uh, soon. Mm. Um, so I, yeah, watched the Street Fighter '94 uh, live action movie, mm. and uh, I only caught the second half of it. But when the movie was coming out, mm. I remember it. You know, that was when Street Fighter Two was the most important game in the world, and to have the characters have jobs and not just be entering a kind of martial arts tournament, as in Mortal Kombat or Bloodsport or, or whatever, it, that really just immediately turned everyone off. And I'm sure I was guilty of that as well. Yeah. Because you've got, you know, why, why have they got jobs? That's not, that's not the story. But when you watch it now, I actually thought it was really quite funny and campy, and it was the right way to play it. Mm-hmm. There was, you know, Joe Bugner's in it. As a, as a kind of, as a guy who tortures people. When did you rewatch this? Uh, about a week ago. Is it available to us viewing public to watch? Or have um, you got it on a little VHS somewhere? Uh, no, it was on Sci-Fi Channel. Uh, but yeah, it's um, it's funny and goofy. Goofy's the best way to play it. And uh, I think it was it Stephen E. D'Souza who uh, wrote and directed it. I think it was his first film directing. Yeah, yeah. He he. That was the right way to play it. And if it was just a martial arts tournament. We would not have had that Raul Julia performance, which is fucking so unbelievably perfect. Yeah, yeah. It feels like it's come from a completely different film. Yeah. Like when Werner Herzog turns up in Jack Reacher. Yeah. And he's like, what is happening here? Yeah. Like it's mesmerizing, but the quality level yeah. is so much. And, and it, then when he's not on screen, the movie just ne- is negatively mm. effective to the back. But I really quite liked it, and I, but yeah, back to the Star Trek point is, <laughs> but that is it, like fan expectation. Well, this is it, isn't you know, it? It's, it's, it the, the, there was always that, that dissonance between what fans want and what suits the project, right? So, mm. like, the I, I, I don't, I mean, it would be nice the idea that everyone in Next Generation like lived happily ever after and everything was great, but that's really shit for a television show also right? he got kidnapped by a race that turned him into the fucking bog yeah i mean he's he's, he's not pretty really, traumatic he's not easily going to recover from that is he so uh anyway they've released a new poster and uh, a guy who calls himself on twitter gremlin red cap but this is the guy i was rude to in bristol so but he asks uh what do you think picard's dog is called um right so this is a detail that people missed on the on the poster, but there's, there's a little tag on the, on his collar in the shape of the Starfleet insignia, and it mm. says number one on it. The dog's called number one. The dog is Riker. You you were ranting about this before the um, before yeah. that had been discovered. I got you? really excited about it because I said I remember said to you guys, I bet the dog's called Riker, mm. and it looks like the dog's called number one. So it wasn't far off. In yeah. fact, it's probably quite a, quite quite an obvious call to make. 
But I saw a lot of discussions about this with people going, is it realistic for Picard to give his dog uh, a, a Starfleet emblem on the collar, even uh, even though it's established that he left Starfleet? Like, that is the most dipshit fucking question <laughs> I've ever seen asked in my fucking life. Weren't they questioning him even having a dog full stop? They were, yeah. I, I saw some people saying, like, oh, but he had a fish on the ship. It's like, yeah, what does that have anything to be owning a fish does not preclude you from owning a dog 20 years later <laughs> also right so like a credit score also, sorry sir you've had a fish in the past <laughs> yeah exactly also he fucking he's running a vineyard which is essentially a farm for fucking grapes isn't it it's a grape <laughs> farm right Alien well, grape I mean, farm. Yeah, you grow grapes to make wine. Do you? Yeah, exactly. You grow then grapes. You have a little stump on yeah. your feet. I mean, what 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 do you need on a fucking farm? A dog, among other things, right? What you living in the countryside? You've got a dog. Also, let's be completely honest. No matter how big the universe gets, dogs are still the best thing in it, right? Yeah, 100%. don't start that fucking internet bacon pattern, right? Like, dogs what? are dogs are fine, but you know, let's uh... internet bacon pattern. Yeah, you know that. You know when everyone ruined bacon by going on about it. It's like that's happening. Well, people with dogs. ruining dogs by liking that's dogs. Ha- that's happening with the dogs. Fuck is just, wrong just, with you? just let dogs you be. You need to get right? off the internet. Son. The dogs, dog, dogs Dr- don't have the mental capacity to live up to that kind of pressure. Are you so fucking joking? So, but, uh, (laughs) right, this idea that you wouldn't, if you had, if you had uh, decided that you didn't like being in Starfleet anymore for whatever reason, and, uh, and he would therefore wouldn't hang a Starfleet emblem off his dog. My mum has three dogs and all three of them have a Union Jack jumper that she, (laughs) right? And she's never been in the Navy. So... That yeah. doesn't hold any water yeah. whatsoever. And also... You go around flipping them off the whole fucking time anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm. they're Brexit dogs, aren't they? They're not... Um... Can I put this on the dogs? Yeah, well, my mum's... My uh, yeah, she's, uh, she's, she's basically recruited the dogs into her weird fucking Brexit tree. Well, look, let me put, let me put it this way about um, mm. people and dogs and that. Um, not the Lyndon Johnson version. Um, so stop putting pressure on dogs to be nice. So my dog mm. has got a sofa that yeah. faces your dog Saddam. Yeah, which yeah. faces out of the back of the house. Yeah, so he can sit on it and look out into his garden. A whole other sofa that no one else sits on. Amazing. I've okay. got nothing but my support. Yeah. yeah, you try and get on the sofa. He's like, get fucked, mate. You've he's got three t- over there. That's like how you've got an entire room just for sitting about being a cunt in. Yeah, I've actually got two of those. I mean, I haven't applied to any room that he's in, really. (laughs) (laughs) Any room in, whether it's a KFC, his own house, (laughs) your house. Yeah, exactly. I'll be in your house and we'll fucking change something. Right, what have we got next? Anyway, uh, yeah, I think think the Picard show is going to be great. Uh, when is it out now? Um, They they say it's going to start at some point this year. Uh, When was it on? You were sorry? Game Boy. Netflix. Uh, Amazon Prime it's Amazon Prime in this country yeah so uh, which a lot of people have been getting upset about as well I've seen like loads of comments of being like I was really looking forward to this show but I refuse to sign up to a subscription so yeah but they're like it's seven like, quid a month from us if, if it was on Sky yeah that's like 40 quid a month you'd yeah, have to pay like out. if if there's one thing on that service that you really want to watch right wait until all the episodes are out Pay precisely one fucking tenner and watch it, and Probably they get cancel free, it. Get a fourteen day free trial, can't you? Yeah, nail it. Just in fucking that. do that. Cancel. It's like, what? What is it with people not wanting to pay for stuff? I mean, like, I know, I know, we spent a long time where like telly was essentially free for the end user, mm. but like, 
the world's different now and economics are different. And now if you want to experience content, you have to put your hand in your pocket and that's fine because that's how fucking capitalism works. Get fucked. Jim Trinkle, famously anti-dogs and famously pro-capitalism. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> pro- Brilliant. <laughs> Listen, I love dogs and communism. <laughs> right, yeah. Someone else has thoughts on Picard and his wee dog, so that, that, those are my thoughts. Clem Fandango asks, why does Richie keep cancelling the Game Wank revival? He doesn't so, like Jim. Well, it's, it's, it's mainly because I keep making that up. Um, I do think it would be nice to do the odd Game Wank episode, though, wouldn't you, you say? You did one recently, didn't you? Yeah, at Christmas. I keep, I keep thinking, I, enjoyed quite, I quite enjoyed doing that. I got really sick of doing Game Wank when we were doing them all the time. We were never doing them all the time. That's, That's when you like, sold out and got a job, wasn't it? Yeah, you exactly. Them, so, but, yeah. but toward the end of my time doing Game Wank, I got really sick of doing it. But like uh, after a gap of a gap of five years, I was like, this is all right, actually. Yeah. So well, uh, yeah. Still the greatest tagline of all time. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> wank about games. You know exactly what it's about. Let's yeah. go. Exactly. Uh, John Crean Jr. asks, when is Burns going to start selling his bath water? (laughs) (laughs) Good point. I think that's all the questions, lads. Well, so that's that. I think uh, Mm. we could could start selling some bath water. Yeah. Maybe we won't be in it. I'll just point at it in a a kind of leisurely or dismissive (laughs) fashion. I'll say this bath water has been pointed at by Burns. Sell some of Saddam's bath water. He doesn't know. No, we're not exploiting. He? Is he is he the sort of dog that just gets the hose or excuse me? Does he excuse ask, me? Do you get a bath? This dog's got a fucking offshore account, mate. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just making sure. Um But yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that well look, we've been away, we've been busy, but we've been doing loads of cool stuff. We've been oh we've been doing loads of stuff. We've been doing so much stuff. I'm sick of doing stuff now. Mm. I wanna go I wanna mm. go on. Might have to stop doing stuff. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, we're going to have this little burst of content and uh, and then we're just going to go, ah, can't be bothered with this. Actually, that is not true. Um, yeah, so for, for those of you who aren't aware, possibly, there might be a few of you, uh, youtube.com forward slash Jim Burns Dave is up and running again. We're doing a video every Thursday. And we've said this to each other, haven't we? It's definitely a video every Thursday. Whatever yeah. happens, there's a video every Thursday, even if it is just Burns sitting in the bath going on about Alien 3. Well, it'll be a fox or that, or it'll be uh, uh, a or uh, there's various formats in the pipeline, and uh, of course the, the the podcast and stuff will continue. But let me be clear about this, right? And I don't listen. I don't want to be a knob about it, but I do have to just just point out, right? When it comes to a choice between doing uh, a nicely produced video for Thursday and uh, or doing the podcast if we have to drop the podcast we're just going to drop the podcast all right so you unless know, just, everyone just, who listens just, to the podcast gives us ten dollars yeah exactly give us ten dollars yeah and we'll spend it on loads of shit we don't need or yeah. even want Let's but just, at least it'll yeah. be spent send cash or and kfc shares will go through the roof yeah. or yeah, just, like, or just you know put yeah. up with the fact that the podcast yeah, Venmo might, me you know, 30 dollars now you know and i quite like you know what i quite like the idea that it's just a wandering podcast that might show up it's like a terry pratchett idea you know the terry oh, pratchett, is it now you know oh, the, right, okay terry, terry pratchett i can't remember what it's called yeah it's, it's like a, it's i think like it was Steven the wandering Spielberg shop and idea. it was like the, the the shop would just be sometimes it would be there and sometimes it would be somewhere else sometimes it wouldn't be there at all 
I quite like I quite like our podcast to be like that. It's just like well, it's just, not like that, is it? Because I've just spent ages making a fucking schedule to October. You mad just, twat. Just pops up whenever whenever it needs to pop up. And uh, yeah, but we're not going to stick to that, are we? Let's face we it. We are. <laughs> How dare you? I don't think you've been properly briefed here. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, look. Video every Thursday, like look mainly, right? I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to get us off the hook for doing a podcast every week, but you guys keep ruining it, right? Well, you can do a podcast every week. That's much less work than doing a full fucking. Video. This is unbelievable. <laughs> you know what? You know what? We actually have to shoot something now, and your rambling tirade against this own business <laughs> is stopping a it from happening, and b me from escaping this very warm room yeah. and going and sitting in a lovely beer garden somewhere. Mm. So we're just going to sign off now. We are going to let me stick your hand up a fox's ass. Talking of sticking my hand up a fox's ass, just to finish off, right? Okay, if you haven't seen it yet, Fox Fox saw that. I can never remember the title of the one fuck because it's a weird title, isn't it? Fox saw that. On fucking YouTube, the ubiquitous video service that I can't remember the name of. Uh, right, we've done a few episodes now. They've all been extremely good. It's the best thing I've ever worked on. Uh, might have to caveat that. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's one of the best things I've ever worked on. And uh, and there's, uh, there's, a, there's a brilliant one with Chris Bratt. And there's one coming up with the, uh, the CEO of... UK Interactive Entertainment, the trade body. Um, UK, as they like to be UK, known, I believe. Yeah, which is, yeah, which is going to be extremely fun and I hope you all stick around for it. Yeah. There's also Void and Bastards it, you know, and um, yeah. My Friend Void Pedro Bastards, as well. Yeah. My Friend Pedro. So watch them and you'll get more of them. It's yeah. easy, isn't it? Just yeah, do exactly. it. Just you, go to... Just, watch them, punt them to your mates, chuck us about 10 grand and um, we'll keep making them. Yeah, maybe we should crowdfund some sort of big... Mini movie for Vince. Yeah, we could do that actually. Yeah, we could actually yeah, do that. We could. We? Vince yeah. and what's the other chap called? Robert. Oh, Robert. Robert Raccoon. He's not yeah. been in it yet. Though. No, he's not. Vince and Robert go large. <laughs> we need a load of money to go a beast. Right, we need ten grand. Let us know if you want to see that movie, and if you don't, that's fine. We'll finance it ourselves. Yeah. We won't because yeah. we'd rather spend a ten grand. Yeah. At KFC. Look, if we look, we, we can have we can have tears on it. It's like look, if you if if we get uh, fifty grand, we'll, we can start bringing in uh, Tam McLeish, old uh, various other characters played by me. We could. And if we get two mil, we'll get Nicholas Cage in it. Yeah, <laughs> Nicholas Cage to play old dad. <laughs> I, I think we might be able to get him if we have got fifty grand. Anyway, I've got to go now. I don't care what you guys do. Yeah, I'm a little bit of walk out. I've also got twenty five seconds. So thank you for listening. Yeah, and. Uh, We'll see you soon. Yeah, just do whatever you want.